0: This is Bible Studies for Life Adults Podcast uh, with your hosts, Lynn Pryor and Chris Johnson. I'm Lynn, and Chris, glad you're with me for another podcast.
1: Thank you, Lynn. It's good to be here. Always good to talk about these Bible studies and uh, the significance that they have for life.
0: Yes. And what we're doing today is we're going to be wrapping up a study we've been on called When Emotions Rise. But joining us for this last uh, session of this Bible study is Brian Gass. Brian is the content editor for the Bible Studies for Life adult part of our family of resources. So Brian, thanks for joining us.
2: Yes, sir. Great to be with you guys. Thanks for inviting me.
0: You always have some wonderful, great insights for us. But uh, what we're doing is we're going to be jumping into a study today called Weathering the Blues. Now, as we were talking about this, you know, before the podcast, we really want to make something very clear to you as we're talking about the blues. So
1: like Glenn said, this is our final session. Uh, on, on on this study on emotions and I uh, want to point out and remind you guys that Lynn uh, Prior was the author uh, for these studies and uh, Lynn, Lynn has, has done a great job appreciate what you've done you seem to do well with talking about the Psalms because uh, we've done that with this study and uh, a recent study on the life of David. And uh, uh, I've just appreciated that not everyone makes that connection and is able to, uh, to do what you do with the Psalms. I appreciate your, your writing these. When we started talking about doing this study, we wanted, there were several emotions that we wanted to talk about. And one of the ones that we wanted to talk about was the issue of having the blues. And we made a decision and we want to talk about now differentiating between uh, the Blues, just having a bad down day and depression right and, and uh, Lynn, you did a great job of talking about that uh, we, we We want to say and be clear with our listeners, as we did in our print material, that um, we want people to understand, and that th- these are two very different things
0: yes, and just to be quite honest, clinical depression is something that I have never personally had to deal with. Um, but I get the blues. I mean, we, we all get the. We just have those days where, you know, it just seems like a little rain cloud over our heads. Just, it, it's not clinical depression. It's just, eh, I'm just not feeling up to, you know, uh, up to par like I should be today. And that's what we want to focus on, not clinical depression.
1: Uh, we have all Uh, served as pastors and uh, I think we've all walked with people who have uh, who have been depressed uh, who are under the treatment of doctors many times uh, with medications you know I just never forget the first lady that uh, uh, in 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 my first pastorate who when she found out that she was depressed and there was a, a medication that could help her it just Changed her life, and uh, she became almost an apostle for uh, for Prozac. So uh, uh, th- there are medications that help people with dealing with these issues that have chemical problems or that just need sustained help. We also need to talk about the fact that there uh, is a great deal of help and healing and ministry that happens through counseling, uh, through through uh, meeting with someone trained to. T- talk and help people through their through problems but there still is that uh, stigma with with depression that causes people to feel like they don't want people to know or they don't want to tell anybody um and if if brian you're a huge advocate for us of of what it means to be a part of a group and helping each other as a group and most of the time people in a group know when someone who's a part of their group long term
2: deals with these kind of issues. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would say so. It surfaces uh, over and over again and uh, sometimes in healthy ways, sometimes not so much, but it is important for us to have a group dynamic where we, we're we willing to recognize our limitations as a group and to really encourage people to to seek out deeper help if they need that help. And even as pastors, you know, it's, we can't, we can't handle it all. And a lot of times by the time Time it gets to us, it really is at a situation where it probably does need to be referred out to a professional if somebody is really depressed.
1: And we don't, we don't want, um, we want to talk and be uh, very specific about the script what the scriptures teach in Psalm thirty one that we're going to look at today, where where David calls out to God in a time of need and a time of difficulty. And we know we don't know all the the circumstances behind that, but uh, he he sought the Lord and looked for Him. And And we want people to do that, uh, both those who are just kind of experiencing the blues and people who have depression. But we don't want to indicate to anyone that they should uh, that there's something wrong with their faith if they have depression, or that uh, if they really had faith they wouldn't need medication or need to go to to see a psychiatrist or or a a a counselor. Uh, We we need to help people understand that those are tools that God uses to help people who have those deeper issues. And we just don't want this to become a faith issue for anyone. Is that a good way to talk about sure. that? Lynn?
0: Yes, it is. And unfortunately uh, I've had encounters with believers who, who dismiss the medical side of depression. They say, and, and they say, just as you said, Chris, it's, you know, you just need to trust God. You need to, you need to give all your, your concerns, your cares to God and let him take care of you. And, uh, But there is a form of depression that goes beyond just, you know, I don't want to say not trusting God, but there is a medical side to that for some people. Well, Uh,
1: part of what I say to people um, when, from a medical and especially medication perspective is uh, I have an issue uh, with cholesterol. My body doesn't produce uh, exactly what needs to happen for, for, for my arteries not not to become clogged. And I I can exercise and diet and do all the right things uh, and still have high cholesterol, but the medication helps to regulate that and keep it from being a dangerous thing for me. And nobody, nobody looks down on me or, or thinks that I'm less a Christian <laughs> because I take medication for, 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 for high cholesterol. Um, so we, we need to have that same understanding with something like clinical depression.
0: Right. But I think this can be a rich discussion in our Bible study groups because, again, uh, although there are a few that deal with clinical depression – Every one of us I've just had those days where we just felt a little blue. I and think the
1: timing of this is very essential, too. But, Lynn, you brought to our attention uh, the third Monday of, of October.
0: Yeah, I discovered, or oh, this is January, I discovered this. Excuse oh, me, about three January. Or four years ago. <laughs> You know, we've always heard, you know, it's after the holidays, people just kind of get blues and all that. But I discovered about three or four years ago, they've actually found there's uh, kind of peaks at this one point. It's some, somewhere around the you know, second, third week of January. And they've even identified for this year, January 18th is going to be Blue Monday.
2: And does it have just anything to saying, do with your uh, credit card statement showing up from the Christmas presents you bought?
0: <laughs> actually, C- Brian, it does. Because, because it's just this perfect storm of, you know, I'm getting back in the routine, the festive holidays are over, the bills are now starting to come in, the weather's just nasty out, and it's just this perfect storm of people just feel blue on that day. And uh, so it's kind of interesting that we're studying this around that same time period. Um, but again, let's remember that we're focusing on just what do you do when you have those type of blues? So to do that, we're going to be in uh, Psalm 31, uh, just to kind of look at how David approached this, uh, as we're going to see that, as we can all agree, problems and concerns, they can weigh us down emotionally. Now, let's listen, hear these words from David. Lord, I seek refuge in you. Let me never be disgraced. Save me by your righteousness. Listen closely to me. Rescue me quickly be a rock or refuge for me, a mountain fortress to save me. Here he was, he was just going through some hard difficulties they were just starting to weigh him down.
2: One of the things I love about this is that, uh, you know, David has a sense of urgency about it. Rescue me quickly, it indicates. uh, He knows that if he stays in this place for too long, quite easily could get bogged down and become uh, something that is a real impediment to his faith journey. Uh,
1: one of the things that that um, is found in that second verse is that Lord, be be my rock, be that refuge, be that mountain fortress for me. And it's amazing how many times David uses that kind of terminology um, in in the Psalms. Psalm forty, Psalm uh, forty-two, excuse me, Psalm forty-six. There were other places that where he uses that that kind of language. That uh, uh, be be that be that safe place for me.
0: That's right. Look, just last week, I was leading a Bible study with a group of adults on Wednesday night, and we were at another one of David's Psalms, which was Psalm 13. Uh, This is a Psalm where he keeps crying, God, how long? How long till you rescue me? How long? And we know what it's like when things are weighing down for us. It just seems like we've been in that situation forever. So like David called out here, Got in the sense of how long and he's saying, Rescue me quickly, God get me out from under this now. Um, so, as we, we move on, then we get into uh, verses three and four. Uh, we see what David does is he wants this rescue, and he just uh, what I see in this is we should take our concerns to him when we feel down like this. He says, David said, For you are my rock and my fortress, you lead and guide me for your name's sake. You will free me from the net that is secretly set for me, for you are my refuge. And I I see this idea as he's calling for God rescue me. That he also realizes God has been his rock and refuge before. You are my rock, not that you will be, but you are now. He looks backwards and sees God has taken care of him, so he can take his concerns to God now.
2: My kids. Go ahead, Brian. My kids talk about uh, the things that I am known for saying, and one of the things is suck it up. They, they <laughs> laugh about that. And uh, and I think, you know, if there's anybody that you should be able to take your concerns to, it's the Lord. And uh, I would hope that my kids know they can do that with me too, but maybe I haven't always communicated that well. But uh, we have a tendency to uh, just push through and, and think that we can, uh, we can just – um, go that next level or whatever sometimes we just really need to put up our arms and say God rescue me and, and leave those things on his shoulders they're big enough to handle them and it's not like he doesn't know what's going on in our lives anyway right?
1: Right. It's funny I, I can just I visualize Brian going to God with his problems and God kind of smiling and saying just suck it up Brian <laughs> I'm so thankful he doesn't <laughs>
0: But there is a way, to, to borrow your, your idea there, Brian, is the way that David, I think, pushed through was not that he just said, okay, I'm just going to suck it up and, and bear it. But he was able to push through because he remembered, yeah, God has taken care of me in the past. When I've had those down days, God was there. God saw me through it. So with what I'm going through right now, I can still trust him as well.
1: I love the fact that he used that imagery of a, a net or a tra- trap set for him that, um, and that's how it sometimes feels when we have those downtimes in our lives uh, that um, that we, we have fallen into something and can't get out, can't escape. And so we call on
0: God to help us. Sure. And that's exactly where David ends up. He looks backwards, says, okay, God, you've taken care of me. I, I, you are my rock and my fortress. And then you get into verse 5, and he says, well, into your hand I entrust my spirit. Uh, He says in verse 7, I will rejoice and be glad in your faithful love because you have seen my affliction. If I can use this idea of the blues and just this down state, it's not like David automatically, okay, I'm fine now. Everything's great. Yet he... It's a sense of by faith He says, I will rejoice and I will be glad in your faithful love. He knew, he knew God would take care of him and get him through this. It's interesting that uh,
1: these are words that Jesus quotes um, uh, from the cross. And it's, it's a reminder to us that, um, that we can entrust our lives to God um, in, the, in the very worst of times.
0: Right. So, Chris, again, we just need to remember we are talking about these moments when it's just that we just have the blues. It's not, it's not something that's deep set. It's not something we've been going through for weeks on end. It's just those, those down days we have that uh, we, we see the call from David just to trust God, leave it in his hands. He's going to pull us right through that. But when we get beyond that, we're talking perhaps clinical depression. If this is something that's an ongoing issue, as Chris uh, counseled us earlier, get some counsel, talk to someone, maybe even talk to a physician, uh, because we're talking about something there that's more than just, uh, I'm just feeling a little blue today.
2: One of the questions we ended with uh, in our session was what steps can we take as a group to lift up one another during difficult times? And I think sometimes we forget just how important the group really is, the group dynamic and everything to helping people through tough times. As an indicator, um, sometimes we can can recognize things that are going on in an individual's life that they don't even recognize themselves. And uh, that's really powerful.
0: Oh, Brian, a great example of that class a young adult class. My wife and I started several years ago. Uh, I don't, we've been meeting five, six weeks. So the group is still trying to find its feet. At the end, we had a prayer time. And one of the young ladies said, "Hey, I just want y'all to pray for me because I, I just, it's been one of those weeks and I've just been kind of down. That was her request. Another young lady in the group said, thank you for saying that. I thought I was the only one who ever felt like that. Mm, And that was all of a sudden, just the fact that she said that as a prayer request encouraged someone else. And I got to tell you, Brian, that changed the tone of that group from then on. There was a more openness to realize, hey, I don't have to appear perfect in my Bible study group. We're in this together, Mm, but we're in it together and support each other.
1: The other side of that is usually in a group, there is someone who has gone through some depression, maybe being treated, uh, maybe has gone to a counselor, who can come beside someone uh, who is going through a hard time and be a, an encourager and uh, give some guidance because of what they have experienced.
0: That's well said. Good point.
1: Well, we want to thank all of you for listening t- uh, to this podcast uh, today regarding Bible Studies for Life. We, we appreciate you listening and are grateful for your participation uh, in what we do many of you lead groups and so hang on for a minute if you would we're going to have a teaching tip from brian but to all of you this is um, an opportune time for uh, you to take a look at your own life and to look at the lives of others and to 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 encourage each other um, to trust in the lord and take your cares and burdens and struggles uh, to him, we make reference to that passage in first Peter um, and uh, the Matthew passage where Jesus invites people to come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. And so we make reference to, to those passages, I think in our lesson, then it might be uh, a good new Testament connection for you um, as you're thinking about uh, being a part of a group this week. Great.
0: Thanks, Chris. Hey, and for you leaders, let me just tell you, uh, as we're wrapping up this study this week on uh, our emotions, Uh, Next week's going to be just a special focus session uh, tied to uh, Jeremiah called Created for a Purpose. But after that, we're going to launch into another six-week study on spiritual disciplines. Uh, I really love this study with Jim Wilson, who who, uh, wrote the material for this. Uh, But as you're looking forward to getting your group involved with this, let me remind you uh, or inform you there is a promotional video that you can use uh, with your groups uh, or anyone you might want to invite to be a part of a group. Uh, it's, it's a free video. You're free to use it. Uh, just put it wherever you want to. It's only 60 seconds, but it's a promotional video for this study called Spiritual Disciplines. Well, Lynn, where can I get that video? I'm glad you asked. Uh, if you will go to BibleStudiesForLife.com slash adult extra uh leaders if you go there and that's where as many of y'all go there and get the extra in fact some of you probably got to the podcast this podcast from there but you'll see right there on the main page of adult extra there's a promotional video it's even in, it's even in spanish uh, as well as english but you can just grab that download it you can show it in the class uh, i would encourage you to drop it in an email uh, you can give them a link to it or actually embed it in, in an email. Uh, just spread the word. Hey, guys, we're going to be talking about spiritual disciplines. Uh, and I think this would be a good way to entice some people's interest in that.
1: So I think uh, doing a study on spiritual disciplines at the first of the year is probably a good good timing for us. Or, uh, I think everybody's thinking about what they can do to uh, work on their spiritual uh, life and spiritual walk with the Lord. So I'm looking forward to this study as well. Brian, you got to teach a tip
2: for us. Sure. Well, I think we've talked before about uh, different learning styles and um, how we can teach to those learning styles so that, uh, so that we're reaching uh, our various group members. One of the things that uh, we encourage folks to do in this lesson was to maybe go outside and uh, just change the venue. Um, you know, Bible Studies for Light, because, because it's so conversational, Uh, It's easy to take the the study on the road, as it were. You know, you don't have to be there lecturing and pointing at a whiteboard or or whatever all the time. Um, You can have conversation as you walk and get out into nature. Uh, One of the questions that we asked early on was, what are some things that lift your spirits? And uh, of course, all around you then will be the first answer maybe to that question. Just getting out in God's creation uh, along one of the trails out back of your church or whatever could be uh, a great way to just re focus people and some of your folks um learn best um when they are smelling the smells of outside and hearing the birds chirp and those kind of things so that's just one example of a way to teach to a particular learning style
0: let me just tell you if you're one of our friends in minnesota uh you might just (laughs) let them know we're gonna do this but wear a coat
1: there you go (laughs) definitely (laughs) definitely thanks brian hey thank you all again for listening to this podcast and hope that you will share uh, the information about this podcast with others who may uh, benefit from it. it. And uh, we look forward to being with you next week.